All right. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. I'm excited because I got my boy here. Yes. I got my real friend here. What's you know going what on? Like, this guy is a, a beast. We met um, a little while ago at a conference that I did in Charlotte, and he drove up because he was following your boy on the gram because I've been putting out great content. If you're not following me on Instagram, something's wrong with you. But uh, <laughs> he came, uh, came out and was like, yo, man, I'm following you. I'm doing this little wholesale thing. And he told me how much he was making every month wholesaling. And I was like, man, I need to meet you. <laughs> like, I need to be your friend, bro. So, uh, Tommy Holt Jr., what it do? What's up, man? How you feeling, man? So, we actually, this is, we started? Oh, we live, man. We this started when, when you was talking about um, your fake veganism. Y- your fake veganism. <laughs> First of all, you just started. I'm, I'm, I'm about a year and a half in the game right now. It don't now. matter, bro. I'm bro. still checking the back of the packages to see <laughs> if see, it got powdered cr- cream. A, powdered cream. I'm a veteran. I already know. I don't even got to check the back of the packages. I'm good. So, I just like, oh, this is what I want. You're you know crazy, bro, bro. Because you be eating the snack. You'll eat, like, you'll, you'll pop a little muffin or a donut. Hey, because I'm a new why vegan, put, why I'm, more, more, I'm more like... Why are you putting on my business? <laughs> and we got people actually watching this right now. Bro. Let's get into this, uh, this interview, okay? So, man, you wholesale real estate, man. Yes. What the heck is that? Oh, man. So, um, first of all, uh, wholesaling real estate, I think, is one of the best ways to get into to the real estate game, um, especially if you don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, this is real simple. It's real simple. All I do is I basically find someone who's motivated, like you need to have a motivated seller, um, a motivated seller, what's that? So someone that has a problem that's big enough that they're like, man, I need this money now. So what they basically are doing is they're trading, uh, there's different values, there's different currencies, right? And one is time and obviously one is money. And then some other currencies, relationships and those such forth. But they're trading time for money. So they're saying, hey, I need to solve this problem um, quickly so I'm willing to give up some equity, equity in my property or some, uh, some uh, money that I would normally get if I sold this um, on the open market or if I fixed it up, I would, I'm willing to trade some of that if you can close this deal quickly for me. So gotcha. here's a good example. Um, someone, <clears throat> I was talking about this one, there's a guy, everybody talks about the bad times, but there's actually a guy that had a, some good news. He got a promotion, but the problem was that he had to move to Colorado and he had to do it very quickly. So now he's over in Colorado paying for two houses and he can't, you know, can't afford it. So he's got a raise, he's got, got a good thing going on for him, mm-hmm. but he has this problem where he has this house that's empty, he doesn't want to be a landlord, and he needs to get rid of the house quickly because every month he's just paying a mortgage on it, paying a mortgage on it, paying a mortgage on it. So, um, you know, and then there's a whole bunch of other reasons. But anyway, you gotta find situations like that. And then when you find situations like that, you get them under contract for one price. Mm -hmm. So let's just say you get them under contract for Mm $40,000. And then I find someone like yourself, right, that you're looking to buy a house. You're Mm -hmm. looking to buy a house because you wanna put money into it, flip it and do the whole HGTV thing. Um, and then you're looking for that, and I say, listen, I got this house for $40,000. I'm going to sell you this contract. Either I can buy it for 40, or I can sell you the contract. You can buy that for $10,000 for me, which would be 50. Mm-hmm. And then you fund it. You send the money over to the to the lawyer. The homeowner gets their 40. Mm-hmm. I get my 10. You get the deed to the house and the keys, and you get to make some money on it. All right. So you find. So it's a uh, it's a big rich game of hide and go seek. Right? It really so you is. Go find. You find somebody that's a motivated seller, whether they're about to lose their house yeah. or going through a divorce or move like that situation or uh, maybe it's like a headache yep. they try to rent out as a headache um, or got it left to them right true you find a motivated seller because now they're motivated because some sort of circumstances mm-hmm. in their life um, and then you buy the contract yeah I well, mean I don't even I don't buy it no money comes out of my pocket so I don't actually pay them is but, this legal 
<laughs> it is legal. <laughs> That's a good question. A lot of people ask, is it legal? It, it absolutely is, is legal. Um, basically, all we're doing, so here's, here's what I can say, like, I always equate it to a car. When you go and you buy a car, mm -hmm. you typically go, you put your down payment or whatever, right? Um, and you sign something and you li literally leave with the car most of the time, right? right? But everybody knows that's not the way houses work. Everybody knows it's a longer process. Um, normally closings take sometimes 60, sometimes 90, sometimes they take even longer than that, 120 days. Um, but people know that you sign a piece of paper that you're not actually gonna get that money. Right. And I'm not gonna get the keys for a little bit of time. So we use that time to be able to find uh, uh, another buyer. So like I said, if you're the person who wants to flip it, I use that time frame to find that, find you, and then present you the offer, right? Uh, and as long as my seller is okay with making the money that we signed for, they don't care. They're happy. Right. Right? Okay. So just just as a role play, yeah. you had something happen where you got this property, yep. right? I come <clears> to you. I just found you, and I want to get into how to find, how to play a professional game of hide and seek. Yeah. But I found you like, yo, you got this property, $100,000. Okay. It's worth 200000 But you got to get rid of it. Mm. And you're saying, yo, I give you, I'm telling you that I'm going to give you $100,000 cash. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling that you're going to receive $100,000 right. either from oh. me or for someone else. Right. And it's, it's, it's all in, in, the, in the contract and on how you explain it to them. Mm. Listen, I tell them, this is how I do it. I tell them, I'm going to do one of two, three, one of three things. Either I'm going to buy this house myself, fix it and flip it, renovate mm. it. I'm going to make money. Mm. Right. I'm going to buy it and do a light renovation. And then I'm going to do a light renovation. I'm doing a, a rental. Or I'll say, occasionally, Dave, what I'll do is I'll partner with someone else um, and we'll go into all this property together. But regardless of what other what are the uh, three options I use, regardless of that, you're still going to receive your hundred thousand dollars in this particular case. Gotcha, that you gave me. Gotcha. Are you OK with that, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely OK with that. You don't care if the hundred thousand dollars come out of my pocket right. or if it comes out of somebody else's pocket as long as you get your hundred thousand dollars. Gotcha. So I got this house, hundred thousand. You tell me you're going to buy it for one hundred thousand. Right. And then you have a buyer on the other end of your phone and you tell the buyer, yo, I found this house is one hundred ten thousand dollars. It's worth two hundred. If you put forty thousand dollars into it. Yep. 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 You'll make sixty on a flip or whatever. Boom. Or you got it. You're a wholesaler. You're a wholesaler. I'm a wholesaler. You're a, wholesaler. a whole wholesaler right now. All right. So how do you find the motivated sellers mm -hmm. and how do you find the buyers? Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk with the motivated sellers. How do you find motivated, motivated sellers, sellers are the most important piece of the puzzle? Right. Mm -hmm. They are by far the most important piece of the puzzle and the hardest to find. Mm -hmm. Right. But once you learn some of the tricks, there's a whole bunch. We can we'd be here for, you know, a two hour segment just on motivated sellers. But um, there's a whole bunch of ways to do that. And I always tell I always tell people start with the motivated sellers first, mm -hmm. um, because it's not hard to give away a Lamborghini for thirty thousand dollars. Right. If you mm -hmm. have, even if you're not looking for a Lamborghini, even if you're not even looking to buy a car, if I found a Lamborghini, I say, listen, this Lamborghini is worth one sixty one eighty. Uh, I'm gonna sell it to you for thirty thousand dollars, but I need the money in fourteen days. You figure out some way of doing that. So um, finding the person that wants to sell the Lamborghini for thirty thousand dollars—that's the hard part. So there's a couple of days, some free ways to do it. We'll talk about that. I'll give you like one or two free ways to do it, yeah. and then we we'll do some paid ways. So the first way is one of my favorites because that's how I got started: is driving for dollars. So literally, we hop in the car. We hop in this car and we drive around neighborhoods and I'm just looking for the abandoned house. I'm looking for the house with the, with the high grass, with the windows broken out. I'm looking for all that. And when I find that, I just jot down that address 
and then I will go onto the county records, and it depends on what state you're in, I don't know if you're wherever you're at, but here in Georgia, you look on the county records and it'll tell you who's paying the taxes. Now, mm. let me ask you this. Are you paying someone's taxes that you have no interest in their house? Absolutely not. I don't want to pay my own taxes. <laughs> so, so if you're paying the taxes on the property, then good chances are you're the owner. Um, so then I'll find that person and I will skip trace them. Skip tracing is basically, again, like hide and seek, right? Like right. I'm trying to find as much information about that person. You can use sources like Ben Verified. Um, you can use uh, REI Skip is another one. You don't do batch skipping. So different sources that you can use. Just you to teach all these, all the little tricks, right? All the little tricks, okay. yeah. Yeah, you learn all that stuff, how to find those people. But then I just pick up the phone and call them. Yeah. Or if you really want to be gangster with it, you just knock on the door, right? So if I know you live on, I see your house is abandoned at 123 Main Street, and then I find that you live at 321 First Street. You pull up. I pull up. I pull up, knock on the door. I do it all the time. Hey. My name is Tommy. This is what I do. I'm buying houses in the neighborhood. I noticed your house in Main Street, man. I love that house. Uh, I really want to talk to you about, you know, giving you a cash offer for it. Would you have a moment to chat? Really just simple, right? Mm. Has uh, that worked? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've also got doors slammed in my face. <laughs> <laughs> got to have thick skin, for right, sure. Right, But um, it's numbers. So that's one way of driving for dollars. Um, so hold on. First off, I know the first thing you got to do is you got to get licensed and register with the state before you can like really start doing this. And then you gotta go to real estate school. Nah, right? nah, you don't need a real estate license. Uh, you don't need to get licensed with the state. You don't even need to have a company. I suggest you do for the tax, mm -hmm. uh, tax benefits of it. But- You don't um, need a car, huh? Just a, a bike. You, can <laughs> you get one of them bird scooters and little joints you sit over there. Well, hold on, that, that house look abandoned. Let me write it down. Bro, uh, literally you can walk and do this, mm -hmm. right? Um, which kind of kind of goes along with the second one. Um, you can use what we call deal finders or what we call bird dogs. Now, you gotta be careful certain states, and I don't know all the states, um, don't allow bird dogs, but a bird dog is simply someone who will find these properties for you. Mm. Um, so I like, to, I like to partner with Uber drivers, right? Mm. So I did, did this experiment. That's creative. I did this experiment a while ago um, where I started doing Uber Eats, right? And I was like, man, I'm tired of spending all my money on gas. Let me do Uber Eats. Man, I found so many properties houses I just never would have found. Really? Yeah. So I was like, let me talk to some of these Uber people, have them go out and say, listen, if you want to make a little extra money, 500 to $1,000, just doing what you already do. Mm -hmm. You drive down the street, you see an abandoned property, you jot the address down, take a photo of it, send it to me. If it pans out to be a deal, I'll pay you between 500 to $1,000, depending on how much the deal kind of comes out. Wow. So they're already doing something, and I'm just utilizing what they're currently doing to help benefit them and me. Gotcha. So, okay. That's fine. You can drive for dollars. There's a bunch of ways that you teach. But, okay, how do you find the, how do you find the people that got the money? So we just talked about sellers, finding right. the motivated sellers. How do we find the buyers? So, again, multiple strategies. Here's one really easy one. On the yeah, why didn't you tell me I had my headphones in, bro? Because uh, I thought that was the style. You thought it was a part of this? <laughs> I thought it was a part of this. I'm out here looking stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, I just felt my headphones in my ear, like the little earbuds. They so light. Uh, no, Shouts out to Apple. Y'all did that. Apple's doing their thing. Yeah. Apple's doing their thing. <laughs> I look crazy. Nah, okay, I'm sorry, don't, don't edit that out either. Uh, I, I, have, I mean, that was part of the interview. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so here's an easy way, right? Uh, every Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month, Fulton County, where we're at, and most counties do the same thing, they'll do um, uh, tax auctions, right? Mm -hmm. This is real. This is, this is super easy. So you got to understand with the process of the tax auction or for, uh, foreclosure, pre-foreclosure sales, right? They will literally stand on the courthouse steps mm -hmm. 
and there will be people bidding on these taxes, mm -hmm. right? Now, the thing about it is that you have to have the cash. Like, you can't just say, hey, I'm going to go get a loan. I'll be right, back in 30 right. days. Like, you have right, to pay. Right. You have to leave there with a check. So the auction is like, there's people like, yo, I got $100,000. I, $100, I want to buy this house. And it's auction right. like and that. And you got to have that $100,000. You got to have the 100 bands on you. Yeah, you can't, okay. you can't just be you know, playing with that, right? right? So these people have money already. So all you got to do is I'm watching... Who's raising their little hand? Who's saying, yeah, I'll bet it for 100. I'll bet it, you know, 110. Ah, okay, I got you. So smart. you got money monies. Yeah. <laughs> right? so, money so, man, money man, man yeah, yes, that's me. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you got money. So when you coming out, especially, especially this is the best time to catch them, when they lose, mm -hmm. right? Because they just spent, they, if they, they won, you might not have the whole 100 now anymore, mm -hmm. right? You didn't lost your money, right. right? You didn't spend it. And you probably spent more in that house than what I could have got it for. Mm -hmm. So what I'll do is I'll wait till the losers come back out. They all defeat it. Yo, I'm glad you lost, man, because I got that same house. I could have got that thing for you for 80, mm -hmm. right? Here's my information. Here's the key, though. Here's the key. You got to get their, their, obviously their name, mm -hmm. email, and you really want to get their phone number. The phone number is the one, is the one that they kind of sometimes are a little iffy about. Right. But if you can get their phone number because you want to market these properties to them, and uh, I don't know about you, but, man, I got, like, like on my phone, man, I got, like, probably 3,000-plus emails, right? Mm -hmm. So emails come in all the time, um, but... Man, I almost dropped that. That'd have been disastrous. Um, but the people answer text messages, even from a mess, even from a number they don't even recognize. Mm -hmm. You're at least gonna open up the text message. True, true. So um, you know, so getting their phone number, and then when you get those properties, like we talked about, get them under contract, um, get these properties, then boom, you just send them straight to their text message, and that's it. That's deep. You go where the money's go being where the spent. Money's yep. Golly. Yep. So like even like the ones that lose, you you might run up and like, yo, I got this house. Just put it on the, under contract, hundred thousand worth two hundred. If you same neighborhood, or I mean, if you're working a certain neighborhood, right. right? That's that's the best way to do it. If you say, listen, that house in Grove Park that you were getting ready to spend hundred thousand dollars on, I got houses like that right now for eighty. Mm. You interested? You put the hustle in, you really will have houses. Don't lie, right? right like right. if you have a house in that neighborhood, right? Make sure you use that. But if you don't, if it's outside the neighborhood, say I got a house that's similar to this in this neighborhood. You interested? We find them all the time. Yo, how many deals, like, what's the most deals you've done in a month? The most deals I've ever done in a month is seven. Seven deals. Seven deals. Seven deals. Yep, man, that was a good month. That was a good month. I, I thought I was something. So, so. I thought I was something that month, boy. Uh, not to be in your business, but to be in your business. So how much you make that month, Fred? So that particular month, I made over $60,000. I've had months. Really? The first time I, first time. By I'm, playing hide and go see? Hide and go see, yeah. So the first time. I remember, I remember, uh, I call, I call our, our, my boy Max, and you know Max. Mm -hmm. um, first time I made, like, I made like $54,000 in a month. And that was like the first time I had like a big month. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was doing something. I was like, man, I was souped, bro. This is how, this is why it's so important. Like, if you guys take anything from this, like, don't worry about the money, but just having the right network around you right, right. to keep you focused and keep you on track. So I, I call, I'm proud, right? I'm like, yo, I ain't never made, like, I, I, when I was a cop, the most I made in a year was like $70,000. Right. And I just made, my first year I made $48,000 as a cop. I made more in a whole year, right, in this, in this one month. So I'm calling up Max, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, yo, I made 54 grand this month. Mm. Like, yo, he was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, when we gonna get that six figures though for the month? Why don't you just keep pushing? Uh, yeah. I was like, yo, like, bro, you can't even let, you can't even celebrate <laughs> with me for a little bit. We pop a bottle or right. something. Like, can I get a good job? Right. Um, but yeah, man, it's just uh, 
more than that, it's just like always keeping people around you that, yeah. that are going to push you. So um, I made $60,000. was a little over $60,000. That was my highest month that I've ever mm -hmm. done. Um, I didn't even call Max. I didn't even call him. <laughs> 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 it was pointless because, you know, he's he doing well, way more than that. Right. But, right. Um, but is, I just, it taught me something, right? It taught me a lesson. Like, mm -hmm. um, you, your, your limiting beliefs is where you're going to end at. That's where your, where your road ends. Mm -hmm. Is wherever you think that's the, the finish line, is, right. that's the finish line for you. Um, so, um, you know, it was just a, it's an amazing experience, man. This thing's changed your life. But then yeah. also time, I don't want to, I don't want to miss, you know, mislead everybody. There's mm -hmm. some times where there's some months where I don't make a, where I don't make a deal. Right. Right. right, right. Uh, especially in the beginning. And that's very important. I think, uh, for people who, um, who kind of get in our course, um, the one I, one of the first things I always tell them is that, listen, be prepared to work 20 hours extra. So if you got a job, I'm not talking about working your 40 hour job and that counts. Right, like right. I'm talking about. 20 hours extra on your wholesaling business every single week, every single week for the next six months with zero expectation of getting paid. That's the key part oh. is not having any expectation of getting paid and you'll get paid. If you do that, if you start going in like, oh, I got to make this money, I got to make this money, I got to make, you're focused on the money, you're not focused on solving problems, you're not focused, focused on, the, on the process. Yeah. And so if you focus on the money, you're taking your eyes off what you should be doing to make the money. And, um, and if you do that, you're, you're going to lose. But if you focus on the process for the next six months, you'll make mm. money. Yeah. You know what, Pete? I, I think uh, even in this day and age, man, it's hard for people to even wrap around work ethic. Yeah. 20 hours a week, right? Now, if their job was like, yo, you want some overtime hours? They're like, yo, I'm with it. Let's go. Double time. Yeah. But yeah. you're saying for the first five, six months, you need to put in an extra, extra 20. four hours a day. Like Monday real hours, Friday. real hours. Cause real you know how hours. you know how when you go to work, right? You know, I used to work at a cheesecake factory. I was a police officer in the mm -hmm. military, right? You ain't really doing forty hours worth of work. Right, right, right. Like I really mean, you got to do twenty hours of actual work, right? Not just I'm here and I'm listening to a a, a module. I'm listening to right, a course right. in the background, but you ain't really <laughs> paying attention, right? Like actually do the work. But yeah, you know, you don't want to you don't want to work that hard though. You know what? They uh, it's sad to say you're right. They, yeah. they don't, but um, there's a few people out here, hopefully people that are listening to this, there's a few people out here that are willing to do it, and that's really what we have to focus on. That's what yeah. I think this, you, this whole mission that you're doing, you're, you're not talking to the masses. You're talking to a very select few. It's like when, when I was in the, in the Coast Guard, we, did, uh, we had like a special forces unit. Like mm -hmm. that special forces unit got special treatment because they were special, right? right? So that's, this, is, this podcast is for special people. Yeah. It's, not for, it's not for the masses. It's not for the general public. It's for yeah. people who want to do something special with their life. And then, you know, hopefully this resonates with them. Yeah. But you also have some people that got lucky. In wholesaling, you can get lucky. Absolutely. You can just, I mean, you can throw up a shot. I'm talking about behind yeah. and boom. Oh, crap. I just made 10 grand. But, but hold on. It, it makes me really think, is it really luck? Mm -hmm. Right? Because you can think of, you can think of it as luck, right? You can think of that exact analogy. Mm -hmm. Someone standing on the court and just throwing up a shot. Well, they had to do something to get on the court. Right, right. So, right. Um, you know, there's somebody on the court. She made money in the first 30. Actually, we have a couple people that made money in the first 30 days, like five-figure checks. Wow. You know, in the first 30 days, one girl was getting ready to quit. She was getting ready to quit. I spoke with her on the phone for like 45 minutes, convinced her to go out. She went out the very next day, just hung up some uh, door hangers. Right. And um, the person called her up and said, yeah, I want to sell, her, sell this property. Found out later, after she got the property sold, Within 30 days, she made 12,500. The story gets better. That 
guy was like, listen, I just wanted to see if you can do it. I got four more, uh, no, it was a total of four houses. I got three more houses. So she, she sold that one. He said, I got three more houses for you. And she sold all those three houses within the next like 30 days. She made really? more money in the first, I'm sorry, in the next, the 30 days after that. She made more money in 60 days than she did almost all, all year working. Wow. So, but she had to, I, she, we were standing right over there. We were standing right over there at an event and she pulled up to me and said, listen, I want to do this course. So she had to get wow. on the court. Right. She had to get on right, the court, right. right? She had to invest something to get on the court. Right. And, but because she did that investment, man, it, it, it panned out beautifully for her. So you have you you got a course that kind of that teaches you this, and it's like it's real thorough. Yeah. Right. It's like uh, how many modules is it? Twenty twenty five. Twenty five modules. So so what are the modules teaching? So it, it, this is everything that you need to get a deal. Mm -hmm. We can talk about high level stuff. We could talk about you know doing all these crazy strategies. But when I, when I started, so this is how the process started, uh, this is, to be honest with you. I, for about six months, I did free consultations. And when I say, rah, when I was on the phone for like four hours a day, no. just getting this data, what do people want? Mm. Like, what are, what are the same questions that people are asking? Right. And I just said, okay, these are the questions. I would do 30 minute consultations with like three, four people, like, like all the time, every day, right? And they would never last for 30 minutes, right? Because yeah. everybody has another question. But we would do these, these, these consultations and I would see a reoccurring thing. Or well, how do I get sellers? How do I find buyers? How do I find closing attorneys? Mm -hmm. do, I, do I use a closing attorney or a title company? Like all these questions. So I just started jotting this stuff down and I literally built the course around all that data that I collected, you know? And nice. um, so it goes from, first of all, uh, uh, mindset. Me and you both are big on that. Mm -hmm. I think any entrepreneur who's successful oh, is big sure, on mindset. Um, with the mindset that you need to have, but then we give you the contracts, we give you the scripts that you need to follow. We talk about what is wholesaling, a little bit more in depth, give you a little bit deeper knowledge of it, mm -hmm. how to find something called an ARV, an after repair value, which is king, mm -hmm. right? Um, you gotta find that number because you work backwards from that number. How to calculate repairs, um, how to find your sellers multiple ways, how to find buyers multiple ways, mm -hmm. how to dispose your properties, how do you mediate stuff, right? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's very, very thorough, a very thorough course. And then we got the, the coaching calls, so gotcha. coaching calls are fire. So you got um, the you got the course where people can watch it, you know, at their leisure. Obviously, for the people that's going that want to run, they're gonna run it. They're gonna like watch it, take notes, but also they can uh, two oh, days and, a week. And they got homework too. I uh, forgot to mention that the homework is is important. So when I say do this, and this is this is the beautiful thing about it. When I say do this, and this is what it means, and then you have to do the homework. So some of the homework you have to leave. So for example, um, I'll give you the the construction process. Right, a lot of people don't know how much it costs to to put in some electrical work right here. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation 
Again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir, turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Air conditioning ducting. So when I tell you, do this, this, and this, it's going to let you know, okay, this is what it takes to do this, right? So if you're going to know how much a sink costs, because you're going to go to Home Depot and find out what's the high sinks and what's the low sinks. Ah, so you, right? you really, like, teach them what to do. It's not like, you know, just watch the modules and... Not just watch the modules and then sit on your hands and do nothing. Right. Go out there and find 25 abandoned properties. Okay, you did the homework. Now, if you found 25 pro abandoned properties, this is what you have to do. All right, I want you to do this, this, and this, and I want you to call these people, and you start calling them. Okay, now you're going on an appointment. This is what you're going to say. So it walks you right to a deal, man. It's just, it's, 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 too, uh, it's too easy. I take all the guesswork out of it. Yeah. And if you yeah. got questions, like you said, we got the modules, man, on Sunday and Wednesday. So I mean, the conference calls on Sunday gotcha, and Wednesday. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, like, what made you choose real estate? Bro, um, I saw. Cause you was a cop. You I was, was a cop. Shoot 'em up, bang, bang. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I should have been in Bad Boys 3, you know, Will Smith, <laughs> Marty Marr, 
Y'all missed out, man. Y'all should have had me. Marty Mar like you know. Yeah, that's, that's, my man. that's my man's. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I was on the SWAT team in Miami, and mm -hmm. um, and um, a friend of mine, uh, he was also on. He was on a, a different police department, but he was mm -hmm. on their SWAT team, and he was doing real estate. And his uncle was a real estate agent, but he also did dealt with more investors. Mm -hmm. And this was 2008, I got my license. I thought I was, I thought cops were gonna be coming in and they were like, man, cops are gonna start a family. They're gonna wanna buy a house. It's gonna right. be a perfect thing. They're gonna get with a cop. And bro, I just wasted a lot of gas. Let me know cops, man. Y'all some of the most in, indecisive people out there. Um, and so I saw, I was like, man, I ain't making no money, but I saw my boy's uh, uncle who was dealing with investors and they were caking in 2008, yeah. right? Where yeah. The market was tanking. Crash, yeah. The only people who were making money were wholesalers and investors. Mm -hmm. And so I saw that and I was like, oh, I need to learn this. I didn't, learn, I didn't know, still didn't know about wholesalers, yeah. but I didn't realize that wholesalers were even, even existed. But now looking back, I was like, oh, they were getting yeah, buying these properties from wholesalers. Mm -hmm. But I saw the, I just noticed them as, known them as investors. Mm -hmm. So I saw these investors making money and I was like, man, I need to do that. So I was a real estate agent back in 2008 um, and, uh, and did my thing. and. You know, made a little bit of money, but not much. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of got out of it for a while, right? I got out of it for a while, started the gym. I went overseas. I did a whole bunch of stuff to make some money. Um, and then I came back and I was like, you know, I want to do this real estate thing again. So uh, I went to go buy um, a flip mm -hmm. and I lost, <laughs> I lost 10K on it. Uh, I lost yeah. 10K on the flip. Um, and a friend of mine, Don, told me, bro, you got to get right back in it. Like, you just got to get back mm -hmm. into the game immediately or she's going to stay out forever. And thank God I listened to him. I bought the next house. I made some money off of it. But I bought it from a wholesaler. And that's wow. what kind of put me on wholesaling. Wow. So um, you mentioned 2008 and uh, the market tanked. And we got another one coming up, mm, right? We do. Because, I mean, you, you were advising me. I'm, I'm about to sell this uh, the house that you actually sold me. So yep. good luck. I appreciate that for you. Um, but you're advising me not to go into fix and flip right now. Mm. Because well, uh, I just I what I say about the fix and flip right now, I'm advising everybody to be done with their fix and flips by October of 2019. Mm -hmm. So if you can get into a fix and flip now, do what you got to do, right? But be out of it in 2000 uh, October of this year. Um, Why do you say that? I mean, we're, well, we're, well, I mean, you just look at the market like forever, the real estate market. You see that we typically have these recessions every in the in the real estate market every seven to ten years. Last one we had was in 2008. Mm -hmm. um, we're due. Uh, so it's going to happen. Um, it's, it's cyclical, right? It's just things go up and down, up cyclical, and down. Cyclical, that's a good word. It is. I, I just looked it up today. Cyclical. We're going to act like. Okay, go ahead. We're yeah. Back. All right, we're back. Um, so yeah, no, it goes up and down, right? It's a cycle. So it's going to go up, it's going to go down, it's going to up and go down. But over time, you'll see that real estate trends up. Um, but you want you don't want to uh, be in a flip at Oct in October and then all of a sudden the market goes down and you thought you were going to make fifty thousand dollars a profit gotcha. and you lost it all because you were in the market for too long. So everybody's saying um, definitely by two thousand twenty. These are uh, people that are heavy in the real estate world. Uh -huh. um, they're saying two thousand twenty for sure. I'm just really conservative, so I would say you know end of the year two thousand nineteen. I would I I personally wouldn't want to be in. And so if gotcha. I wouldn't want to do it, I wouldn't tell you. Right. Yeah, you need to go ahead and buy this house, knowing that it might crash. Right, but um, wholesaling is going to win regardless. Wholesaling is right? going to win regardless. Wholesale on the way down. I mean, here's the thing is that you're going to be able to find more properties, and you don't know where the bottom is. Oh, so wholesaling gets easier <clears throat> in a recession. Yeah, it does, because people are, are losing, and people are like, the problem, is, the, the thing with wholesaling is all about solving problems. So when people have problems, that's where we help solve those problems. 
So when market is good and everything's great and everybody's house is appreciating, they don't have any problems. But when they have problems and they can't pay, pay the mortgage anymore and they're getting ready to lose their house and get nothing, that's where you can really help some people solve their problem. And also you can help make money for yourself and your family as well. Gotcha. So, they, so people need to get into the wholesale game now, start to learn it, yeah. uh, understand the game, start getting your momentum going. Even if you're going to buy a house for yourself. Right. Like it's, it's just... It's a skill that I almost feel like it should be taught in school. It really should. Mm. Because if you're going to buy a house, why would you buy it at the highest point? Like, why wouldn't you learn how to buy it cheaper? Yo, so look, my wife wants to buy a house, and she's looking at, like, houses mm -hmm. that are retail. And I, I tried to tell her the whole thing. Mm. Maybe you need to tell her. Maybe yeah. you need to tell her. Try. Yeah, sometimes. Bro, don't put me in the middle of that, man. <laughs> she wants the joint to really look nice. Because, and I'm like, yo, what about the dollars and the cents? Yeah, we, you just got to take her. Matter of fact, what we'll do is we'll take her to a house that's being worked on, and it's almost done, actually. Mm -hmm. And I'll show her the pictures that it looked like before, because sometimes you just got to have that vision. Right, it's tough right. to have that vision when you go in there and the house smell like cat feces and stuff, like, right? Right, right. And you stepping Cloud over your uh, vision. You stepping over a homeless person. Excuse me, bro. Let me just go take this photo. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't mean to be in your room, brother. <laughs> it's, hard, it's, hard to see, <laughs> it's hard to see that vision sometimes, right? But, um, but when she sees the before and then you look at, oh, wow, this is what we can have, and this person bought it from me for $45,000. They right. put about 50 into it, but now it's worth 160, 170. Mm. Ah. Well, wholesaling ain't just for $100,000 houses, right? Oh no, you can wholesale. So you, you can get a little 400,000, oh, 500,000. Yeah. You can find them. For 250 them. or something yeah. crazy. If you're trying to do it for yourself, that, yeah, that's cool. It's just that um, I don't do that as much and just, it's just numbers. Um, there are more first time home buyers than there are people that are that can qualify to buy a five hundred thousand dollar house. Right, right. So or an investor who got five grand or five hundred. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, those investors, there's there's less of those type of investors. So that's I don't I just stick with the numbers. Mm -hmm. I just stick with the odds. Like gotcha. the, the odds are better for me to find the lower end houses than it is for the higher end houses. But got you see, there are three four hundred thousand dollar houses. Try that we can get. Like <laughs> You're talking 200. directly to her right now. You talk. You're really talking directly to. Her. <laughs> you see that? But anybody can do it. Anybody, anybody can, do, can it. do this, man. So if you're looking to buy a house, you probably need to hit up Tommy Holt Jr. right now. Um, tell your uh, your real estate agent to kick rocks. Yeah. Tommy got something for you. So um, real real quick, um, as we wrap up, this don't have nothing to do with real estate, but you are a cop, and I kind of want to hear some cop stories. What's your coolest cop story? Coolest cop story. Oh man. Um, probably like a, like, like a wild cool. Cause I'm, a lot of my stories are pretty bad stories. I want something intense. Give me your most intense, <clears throat> like this could be a movie type stuff. Um, man, which one I want to use? I can use the shoot. Mm, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story that it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. Um, um, we were breaking up a fight. It was in the projects. It was in the, if anybody's from Miami, the pork and bean projects, mm -hmm. they're no longer there. They, they tore them down a lot. But um, we used to be, they used to have a two-man unit. And we used to be in the projects. And um, we're sitting there, and we're just writing, you know, some paperwork out. And there was a fight that broke out. So we're just sitting there writing some paperwork. We're in the car. And all of a sudden, um, out of nowhere, just for doing, just for sitting there, I hear, pow, pow, and I'm like, man, I've been shot at before. And when you hear that whistle, that means it's close, right? So wow. just for sitting there um, in that neighborhood, literally weren't doing anything. I'm just doing paperwork, follow-up paperwork. Just me and my partner, I'm sitting passenger side, he's sitting in the driver's side. And we, we're getting shot at for literally no reason, right? Wow. Um, were your windows down? No, 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 they weren't. No, but you can hear that thing. That, that, that thing, it's a different, 
it's a different feel. It's a different feel when you hear that whistle, right? Um, and so we see a car take off. We're sitting here and we see there's a street right here. We see a car take off this way. So we're obviously thinking, well, maybe that's them. Um, we chase down the car, we stop them. I turn around, I look behind me, I see people arguing. So now I don't know what's going on. My partner got these people at gunpoint. He's on the radio, we got people coming. I take off running down that way by myself. It's probably not the smartest thing to do, but I take off my running the opposite direction. So now we're split up trying to figure out, because now I'm pissed, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I want to find out who shot at me, right? right. Um, so he got them, we got them. They, they, it, basically what happened, they had an argument. Somebody else who wasn't even there, it wasn't people in the car and it wasn't people there, it was someone else that came by and they got in an argument and for whatever reason, they just decided they were gonna take off and they started shooting and they started shooting. I don't even know if they were purposely shooting at right. us, but they started to shoot in our direction and we almost got hit for that, uh, almost got hit. So um, that's one thing, I mean, I've seen stuff where, you know, unfortunately little, little girls, um, heads blown off and um, just, you know, I had a little boy, he was like five years old, tried to take my gun from me, which is a very sad story because where is he gonna go from there if that's, and it was his parents told him to do it because they pointed at us and laughed at us while he did it. So it was just the mentality, it was kind of a sad thing to see. Um, mm. So it's a lot of stuff that, you know, that sticks with you for a long time. Yeah, it definitely changes you, yeah. definitely changes you. What is sure. the mentality? Because you were working in the projects, in the middle of the projects yeah. for the people who <clears throat> lived City. there or, yeah. what is the mentality of those people? Um, not trying to group everybody, but yeah, yeah. You know, so the thing that I, th I think, and it sounds sounds bad, but a lot of it, like for example, that little boy, right? Um, and I had a book about, and I wrote about this. Like he's gonna be one day. At that time, he must have been four or five years old. Now he doesn't know what he's doing. His mom or whoever that was, it was a girl and a boy sitting on the stoop, and they're laughing once this happens, right? But they don't. They kind of like when the mom sees the little baby twerking twerking and they're laughing at this like, right ah, look at the baby twerk okay so is it really the baby's fault when he 10 years from now he's 14 years old and he's robbing people is it really his fault right i have to think i like because sometimes we just look at the, the end product and we get mad at that but like what about the environment that mm -hmm. he was in like he had some people and then you have to take about think about a little bit deeper why would the parents or whoever they were maybe it was his sister or i don't know whoever it was why would they do that what what, what did their life look like to make them think that, to tell their little son or brother, whoever he was to them, to go, hey, go, go grab it. Cause that's what happened. So to, you know, that's what happened. We were sitting there and we're walking, I'm facing this way and I feel somebody grab my gun and obviously I go into panic mode. And so I grab my gun, I pull it out and I'm pointing it. Dang. And I'm realizing, hold on, this is a little boy, right? But it's just all reactionary, right? Cause I'm walking this way and someone comes from behind me and is grabbing on my gun. And my first reaction is like, someone's trying to grab my gun to shoot me. So I'm paying attention this way, he grabs my gun, I clamp it, I rip it out, and I turn around, and it's a little boy. And I, 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 when, I'm, when I'm pulling my gun out, I literally have my finger on the trigger, and I'm pulling back on the trigger. So they, don't, they think it's a game, they're thinking it's funny, but they don't know that I was probably about a pound's worth of pressure from making a mistake, wow. right? And uh, so seeing the mentality of that and then seeing them laugh and literally like belly laugh, like they're grabbing, they're like, ah, oh, little man, you funny, you funny, you stupid. Um, I realized like, man, it's not his fault. It's not gonna be his fault when he gets arrested in 14 years, yeah. right? Because he's being taught that this type of behavior is okay. Um, and that's a hard thing. And I think uh, if I can speak really candidly like yeah, to please. cops, man, like you have to understand, especially if you're out there protecting and serving, you have to understand that there's some of these people didn't grow up like like in the same environment that you grew up. Mm -hmm. And so when I see a kid that has a little, I'm just gonna be real, I see them have a, have a little bit of weed, 
and I understand like, bro, this is not just, like I'm not gonna ruin your life off of a little dime bag, right? I need to talk to you sternly. I need to show you some like father figure love, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna ruin your life over it. And some cops, they don't get that because they, don't, they never got to see that environment. Right, right. Um, they don't understand that, man, this is not all this person's fault. I know, that, I know they're 18 now and they should know better now, but you gotta understand they got 18 years of being taught the wrong way. Yeah. Um, being taught to go grab a police officer's gun. It's okay, it's gonna be funny, mm. right? And so, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just a sad situation, man. It's a sad situation. So I, I, I can't completely blame him. I mean, at some point you become an adult and you have to take actions for, I mean, take responsibility for your own actions. But um, especially, man, when that, that teenage years, I'm going through it with teenagers now, right? Yeah. Those teenage years are tough. And if you're growing up in that environment, you have a very, very difficult time you know, choosing the right things. And then you don't have the, the role models. Yeah. Like, I wish everybody could get podcasts like yours. I wish everybody could get these, um, they could find out about it because they can see other um, minorities that are out there that are doing this. Because yeah. the only thing they see is basketball and rappers, you know, that's what they see. So that's yeah. what they think and that's what they think they need to be at. And uh, um, unfortunately, um, that's the only thing they know. So seeing businessmen wow. and businesswomen is important. Stuff like this is super important, yeah. really important. Goodness gracious. Uh, all right, so I can't end like that. <laughs> you asked the question. It gotta be, I know, it gotta be something like happy. Okay, all right, so this is how I normally end on my podcast, man. Um, predictions. Predictions. I'd like to know where you're going to be in the next five years so that mm. we can look back at this camera five years from today yeah. and say, yo, Tommy Holt said he was gonna do this. And look at this, five years later or 10 years later, look at him, he's doing it. Yeah. Wow. So. Give me your prediction. So before that $60,000 month, my, my goal was to make $83,333.33 a month. Mm -hmm. And if you times that out times 12 months, that makes you a millionaire, right? <clears throat> so, but then Max just destroyed that with his lack of enthusiasm. Um, and so now I, I really want to, I really want to double that. I really want to double that. And here's why I think, I think it's important to start off with how you want a, your life to end, right? And, and what, is, what does that look like, mm -hmm. right? What type of life did you lead? And then literally like put a dollar figure, because it, it, it is, I mean, no one wants to talk about money. Everybody says, oh, you know, you know money this, you shouldn't be focused on the, on the money. But I want the time, but in order for me to have the time, I gotta purchase that. Like yeah. time is something you have to buy, right? Either you buy it with sweat equity or you buy it with money, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to have the time with my family. I want to be able to go on vacations and do this. And I want to be able to give, I want to be able to, I want to have a nice podcast one day too, right? This stuff, this, everything that you're in right now costs money. Um, so I, at the end of my life, I really want to be one of those people that I can give half my money away and then give the rest of it to my family. Right. And, um, so in order for me to do that right now, right now, I want to double that figure. So right now I want to be at like 166,000 a month reoccurring. Um, so that would be the, the goal for me in the next five years, really less than that, but yeah, you asked for five years. So that's where it's at. Gotcha. Okay. All right, cool. So, um, you have a course where you're teaching people this stuff and they get to talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Um, so I guess tell, tell people about the course, you know, how they can get involved, how they can find you. Yeah, so um, first of all, how to find me on Instagram uh, and uh, Tommy Holt Jr., T-O-M-M-Y, Holt, H-O-L-T, J-R, and same thing on Facebook. Um, and then um, also the course, it's E2E Wholesaling Edition.com, um, which is, uh, stands for Employee 
to entrepreneurs. So we're teaching people to go from employees mm. to entrepreneur, and it's E with the number two. But easiest way to do that, just follow me on Instagram, hit the bio, the link in the bio, and the course is there. It's 47 bucks. Did we mention that? 47 bucks? It's 47 bucks. Let me tell you why. And so a lot of people, a lot of my, my mentors. I spent $1,000. It was this guy named um, Luther Ragsdale. Oh, so and I don't know if he's still doing so it. So we're just going to throw names out there like that. No, it was, a, it, was, it was cool. It was just I didn't learn. He gave me a, a folder. No. They drove $1,000, bro. My goal. For a folder, though. My goal is to put. No. A folder, <laughs> bro. That taught you the steps. And I'm going through the folder like, okay, that's a good step. And then the. How many times did you get a phone call with him? None. I got a four thousand. Yeah, I got a folder. That was cool because he had a paper was plan. A, was a was a was a was a Gucci folder. We, we it was a white we folder, bro. We can't even get the Gucci folder, bro. Listen, my goal. I got I got. I don't say I got robbed. I invested into a program. Spent two thousand dollars on it, and it didn't teach me nothing about wholesaling. And so then I invested into Max, and. Um, I saw with a, with a real mentor who really knows what they're doing and who's actually doing the business, I saw how that transformed my business. Um, and so my goal was to put all those $2,000, $1,000 for a folder courses out of business mm -hmm. um, by providing such a good value at a, such a low price that no one would ever even think about spending $2,000 for right. a video course that doesn't, like the course taught you stuff, but it, if someone wants to learn wholesaling, right. right, which I said, hey, I want to learn wholesaling. Yeah, they say, go ahead and spend this 2000 and I did, and I trusted them, and I got robbed for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, the goal is to put them out of business, really. The mm -hmm. goal is to give so much value that they, uh, that no one wants to do anything else, right? Wow. Um, and uh, I don't need the money, right? We, we do pretty decent. The forty-seven dollars that they spend is not—it's going to help them more right. than it's going to help me. So um, yeah, just that, that course is, is fire, man. It's—I'm really, really proud of it. I'm really proud of the effort that we put into it. We bring on people every Sunday and Wednesday. It's either myself or someone that um, that I bring on that is doing better than I am, right? So you get to learn from them as well. So yeah, it's a good yeah, course. Yeah, at forty-seven Yo, the average deal is how much? Like the average wholesale deal? In the, well, it depends on their market, but here is somewhere, oh, probably about 10 grand here in, in the Atlanta grand. market. Yeah. Yo, if somebody joins your, your, your program, they would have to be, for them to like lose, they would have to get one deal in the next 200 months. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to be in your program for 200 months to, to lose that money. To lose the money. But then you don't even you're lose. And not get one deal. But then you don't even lose because now you have the knowledge, right? So now at least you know. Right. At least you know that you might be overpaying for something. So you really can't lose. Yeah, you know, somebody's in your course for 200 months. Yeah, and they don't get a deal. If they're not cut out for it. Yeah, it's, it's not worth it. This is not, not cut out for anything. Life is not for you, right? Go to, tar <laughs> Go to Target, fam. You know what I'm saying? You are a box. Stacker, uh, okay, <laughs> professional box stacker. All right, you're probably super good with the boxes. Nasty, nasty with the boxes. <laughs> Look, man, I need y'all to follow my boy, my brother, Tommy Holt Jr., man. I, uh, I'm actually on his call every single week. Yep, and, uh, for sure. Not, not only the how-tos, but the mindset, but you also get the community. It's, it's really, really amazing. So um, make sure y'all follow Mr. Tommy Holt Jr. You got any last uh, closing words? Um, yeah, um... I was, that kind of goes along with what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where I had that big loss, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
I just need people to, to practice in losing, right? Practice in losing. Like it's, um, I think it's so important. You have a pretty successful business, right? You got your clothing brand, you got this place, you got the e-complex, um, you got your speaking business. How many times have you lost in that, in this time frame, right? Quite yeah. a few, right? Yeah. So good bunch. at it. So good at losing. Oh, man. <laughs> Pro at it. But see, everybody wants to win, but nobody understands, like, in order to get to where I'm at, in order to get to where you're at, in order to get to where all these people that have been on your podcast, they had to have lost. Mm. The key is that you need to practice in the loss. And it's not, I don't want you to practice to lose, to go out there and, dish, you mm. know, intentionally lose. I need you to be able to practice within it. So while you're in that loss, while you're in the confines of the loss, I need you to say, okay, what can I take, what can I extract from this loss that other people are probably losing from and turn this into a win. Mm -hmm. How can I take this, um, this feeling that I'm feeling, how can I immediately change it so I can focus on the next win? Um, and this course is a prime example. I took a loss when I lost, when I spent yeah. that $2,000, but I recognized, okay, if I'm having this problem, other people are having this problem. Mm -hmm. So I'm not special, right? I'm having a problem and let me fin figure out how can I solve this problem and this course was born out of me losing two thousand dollars so practicing in the loss is something i think people need to really understand i love it i love it man yeah. well look man that's a wrap again make sure y'all follow tommy holt jr uh jump in this course i mean you deserve to invest uh 47 bucks in yourself uh he's got uh, you know a, a, it's a huge huge community and again i'm learning i'm learning as well so i'm going to call every single uh sunday and wednesday as well so make sure y'all sure follow tommy holt jr man it's a wrap man yes Appreciate sir you. Appreciate it being on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com. Code program. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.